So you've probably heard these phrases or at least different variations of them. Leave if the situation no longer serves you. Leave if the relationship no longer makes you feel fulfilled. Girl, if you don't leave. (laughs) We've heard these phrases in various ways, various variations, but you know, what does it look like and what does it feel like? How do we know that we've truly tried our best and that we've served enough and now it's our time to head out? Well, this episode right here is giving us information and some answers for just that. But what do I know? I feel like that is something that can be discussed and worked out versus when it's a character issue and you're just, it just is, it's not in alignment. The character is horrible. You're being disrespected. You're not safe. Then, then please run. Like, yeah. You know? And, and yeah. also be aware you should not have been in the situation in the first place. Like some people are salvaging these relationships and I'm like, why? Like it didn't even start. Character is so important. This person mm-hmm. wasn't of good character in the beginning. So now at the end, like you're trying, you're hoping why? Like they showed you who they were from the beginning. This is But What Do I Know podcast, which hits Suzanne, a space for affirming, for learning and for healing a podcast and community where we're exploring our But What Do I Know moments in hopes that it helps you, the listener, overcome yours. You ready? Welcome everyone to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to another episode. It is Wednesday and we're here with an episode to get you through the rest of this week. And if you're an avid listener, you're probably wondering like, Chit, listen, something's a little off here with the release date. Yes, yes, we were off our schedule a little bit. Technology tried us as it usually does, but you know, we came out on top, we got our shit together and here is the episode a week late but here nonetheless so (laughs) so we made it we made it through uh but before we go any further if this is your first time tuning into the boaduano podcast welcome you know this is our safe little corner on the internet where we are getting into a wide range of different topics but all with the focus of answering the question but what do i know and overcoming our moments of doubt so welcome i hope that you know you enjoy this episode and that you go ahead and binge all the other episodes that we have in our catalog of course you know while you're binging if you're enjoying it please be sure to just go ahead and you know hit subscribe or follow you know, leave us a nice review on whatever streaming platform it is that you are listening to us on. And this is for our, both our new and established listeners, you know, you're all welcome to do this. And this just, you know, helps the algorithms know, you know, people are listening, people are enjoying, please push this and recommend it to other potential listeners. So thank you for doing that as well. You know, if you're a visual person, we do have clips that we have on our Instagram page at BWDIK podcast. We also have some main segment conversation visuals on the YouTube as well, but what do I know podcast? So feel free to check those out if you're looking for visual components, you know, to sort of complement what you're hearing on the podcast as well. All right. So before we get into our cluing segment, I have a little announcement. You know, it is August now. And, you know, if you're an avid listener, you know, we do this every year. For the past three years that we've been running the podcast, we take a little midsummer, midsummer slash midseason podcast break just to, you know, 
take a break, enjoy the summer, regroup, refresh, and then come back in September. And then we run to the end of the year. So with that being said, this will be our last episode for now. For the rest of August, we will be on our mid-season break because, listen, I need to be outside as well. Like, carnival is coming. <laughs> there are things to be done and there are parties to attend. So, you know, I got to be outside as well. I just need a break, need to enjoy. I want to just be home, work out more, do some things. It helps me to, you know, plan out some more episodes for the fall, get them recorded so I can take my time and edit and release for you all. So, this will be our last episode for August and then we will be back in September with some really, really, really amazing episodes. And September is sexual health month, so you already know what we're going to be getting into. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our cooling segment for this episode. So I'm going to keep it brief for our cluing segment for this episode because, you know, I want us to get into our jam-packed main segment conversation because trust me, <laughs> that conversation is jam-packed, okay? But I do want to highlight a few events that will be taking place in the city of Toronto and then, of course, give us our song of the week before we get into that. So this weekend, if you're in the city of Toronto, you probably already know, unless you're living under a rock, respectfully this weekend is our toronto caribbean carnival and when i tell you i'm excited we've got a day party booked you know i usually don't go to the parade but i'll go to some of the events and um like parties and stuff that sort of complement the event but i'm excited so you know if you're in toronto and you're looking for something to do this weekend there'll be no shortage of you know fets parties the carnival parade is on saturday there are some free areas there's some ticketed areas if you're not playing mass in the parade please 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 be respectful there have been a lot of complaints about stormers who are interrupting the flow of the parade and who are not respecting the culture so if you plan to attend the parade and you are not playing mass and you really don't understand the whole point of carnival and you know what it entails please just stand to the side you know take your videos from the side let them do their thing and just admire from the sidelines please that's really all we need you to do over here all right so be respectful but we're gonna have a good time it's carnival get your waistline ready like what else what else is needed to be said but i'm excited um it's gonna be such a good time it's also a long weekend so yeah this weekend can't come any faster that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> All right, so then we skip a little bit into, you know, August 10th to August 13th. Then we got Jerk Fest, which takes place at Centennial Park. And Jerk Fest is a staple for me. I didn't go last year, but I've been attending it. And I just love trying all different sort of like jerk meats. So I have jerk chicken, there's jerk pork. Like it's a good time. Um, the lines are long, which is very annoying for me because I come there salivating. And I'm like, I'm trying to get into this food. But um, but it's always worth it and this time they also have you know some artist lineup too that's looking really good so i'm excited for that i believe the price is about 20 to get in and then of course you have to pay for the food and now that they have artists i think they're doing some ticketed days and stuff so if you go ahead and just search up jerk fest if you want to attend you'll be able to see all the price and information but that is taking place at centennial park on august 10th to august 13th all right, so then after this, we then skip to August 18th, and this event takes place from August 18th to September 4th, and this is sort of like our last hurrah here in the city of Toronto. Like, once this sort of starts taking place and starts winding down in September, you know that, like, you know, the summer season is coming to an end, and this is the CNE, so this is, you know, exhibition, and it takes place at Exhibition Place downtown Toronto. It runs for about two weeks. 
Um, the prices do vary. I believe there is a price to get in. And then, of course, if you're going to go on some of the rides, if you're going to buy some food, those all vary as well. But if you just search up CNE, you should be able to see, you know, all the price listing and the price breakdown and all that stuff. But this is a good time as well. It's a nice way to like, you know, just sort of enjoy the last little bits of summer. Hack, if you're able to get a day off in the week, if you want to attend or if you don't work full time, go on a weekday in the daytime. I promise you, you'll be able to get on the rides easier. It's a lot more peaceful. You can actually enjoy it because everyone, everyone is out there on the weekend and it it makes for a good time, but it's extra jam packed. So if you're looking for, you know, sort of some downtime and you want to enjoy it peacefully, then going in the weekday the daytime is definitely like a better bet for you. So that is the CNE taking place from August 18th to September 4th. All right. So for our song of the week this week, we are getting into an artist um, that I am really enjoying lately. And the song is not new, but it is just such a perfect vibe for summer. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to share that this week on our episode. So the song is called Drive and Disconnect by artist by the name of Nao. She's a Black British artist. And this is actually from her project Saturn that came out in 2018. And I found out about this song, I believe, about a year or two ago. And I've been kind of enjoying it on and off. And I recently rediscovered it lately. And I was like, okay, I need to share this on a podcast. But it's such a vibe. You know, it's it's R&B, but then it has Afrobeats influences, which is, of course, why I enjoy it so much. And a little bit of pop in there as well. So it's a nice blend of the different sort of genres. And yeah, no, if you listen to this in the car, (laughs) at your own discretion, please don't speed because it is a vibe. You can listen to this at a day party. You can also listen to this while you're cleaning. Like it just fits several moods. So I'm definitely enjoying it. So let's go ahead and get into Drive and Disconnect by That song is just such such a vibe, such a vibe. I'm enjoying it. Um, I really, really like it. It's on my like early morning drive playlist now that I've made on Apple and I really love it. So y'all go ahead this week, you know, go make sure you check out Drive and Disconnect by Nail from her Saturn project. All right. So we're going to get into our main segment conversation this week. We are, you know, sort of continuing our conversations on wellness that we've been having with our previous guests, Estelle and Janelle. And, you know, this week we're going to talk about wellness, but from a different perspective, we're talking about, you know, mastering our mindset. And then we're going to get into some conversations about how do we know if we've tried enough in a relationship or friendship or in the workplace? Like, how do you know? You know, everyone's sort of talking about, you know, um, leave if it doesn't fulfill you, leave if the situation no longer serves you. But how do you know when it's time to leave? So we're going to be getting into that in our main segment. So let's go ahead and get into it.
for our main segment conversation for this episode, we are going to be sort of continuing our wellness conversations. In our previous episodes, we've been talking, you know, intergenerational trauma and healing and doing a lot of work. And that's going to sort of continue in this conversation. And I'm really excited for, you know, the listeners to hear the perspective and the aspect of wellness that we're going to cover today. So with us listeners, we have Natalie Mullen. Natalie is a certified wellness educator, speaker, facilitator, and coach. She's also a fellow podcaster, you know, and I love having other podcasters on the platform as well. Natalie is the host of the From a Full Cup podcast, where she covers wellness tools, strategies, life lessons, and ponderings. And we're going to do a lot of pondering today. Uh, <laughs> so Natalie, welcome to the Boaduano podcast. I'm so excited to have you and I'm grateful that you reached out. I love this aspect of wellness. I feel like it's one that I haven't covered on the podcast yet, and I'm really excited to get into it. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to start this conversation. Yes, me too. So we're going to start off with, you know, your journey. I always love having the guests share their journey and how they sort of got into where their field or where they are at this point in life. So, you know, you're, you're practicing wellness from a very particular aspect and you seem to prioritize women and women empowerment and stuff. So how did you sort of get into this field? We'll let you hear. Yeah. So for me, for wellness, I'm really focused on mental wellness and mindset. And mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll get a little bit more into that uh, later. But how I came into my own wellness journey was actually through trauma. So I, uh, you know, was really busy in life. I was, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I was very ambitious. I was very goal oriented. I was working a full-time job. I had a side hustle on the, on the side. I, I had, um, I'm a very, I'm a social butterfly. So I'm, I'm at all the events. I'm talking to all the people. I'm just going, going, going. Okay. I'm like on this hamster wheel, but I didn't realize it was like not sustainable and I didn't realize that anything else in my life was being impacted. I just kind of thought like, this is the way I'm supposed to do things. And I actually was really proud of myself. I was like, wow, Natalie, you've got a lot going on. Like, good job. Like pat on the back because society, that's what we give praise to. We give praise to people that we see doing the most, doing all of these accolades, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and that's why we should really be careful sometimes. What are we really advocating for? What are we really celebrating? And for me, it all kind of came to a screeching halt when all of a sudden my husband asked for a divorce out the blue. And I was like, sorry, what word did you, did you say? Like, I literally thought he said another word. So I'm thinking of all the words that rhyme with divorce that are, you know, and I'm like, not really coming up with many. And uh, I was like, what? And what I didn't realize is while I was so busy taking care of, of everything and doing the business, doing my side hustle, doing my full-time job, I didn't realize that I was neglecting my home life. And so what happens is you, you just keep going, 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 and something starts to give. And in this case, it was my relationship and he wasn't, or my marriage, and he wasn't interested in, you know, fixing it or anything like that. So I was like, oh, okay. So I entered a really deep depression and a really deep trauma. I think at that time too, I had lost sight of who I was. I was just going through the motions and going on the hamster wheel, but I wasn't really in, in deep awareness of like, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? Uh, what's in alignment? So once I kind of hit that rock bottom, I had to move back home. I had to say goodbye to all my family or all my friends. I had to close my business. So there's a lot of things that had to unwind. And that in itself was extremely traumatic. And also, I didn't tell anybody what was going on. 
So I'm like carrying all this embarrassment. I'm carrying all this shame because I just never imagined that that kind of storyline could happen for me. Right. So it was, it was very mentally, it messed with me mentally. And then I entered like a really deep depression and I just couldn't get out of it. I, because I'm like, I just can't see my life going forward because I've already, I've always had everything planned out. I'm going to do this by this age, this by this age, this by this age. And this is the first time it's not going according to plan. So I'm just like the person who likes to plan everything out and have all the goals and everything. I'm just like, wait, what? Uh, Where do I go from here? And sometimes when you, you can't go anywhere, (laughs) you just have to stop and you have to sit in the mess. You sit in this really dark place in this pit. And then you have to do some deep work down there. And so I had all this time to myself because I had no work. I had no jobs. I had to move back home. But that was a blessing in disguise because it's actually what began my wellness journey. Um, And I really think everybody's wellness journey should begin with self-awareness, figuring out who you are, rebuilding your self-love, rebuilding your self-worth. And then once you have those set, now you can figure out what is it that I'm looking for out of life? What is it that I actually want? What is uh, in alignment for me? What feels good for me? What is going to, um, and then what are the steps that are going to propel me to get to where I want so that you're living life for your own self, as opposed to just doing, you know, what society says. And so it took some time, (laughs) but through, through a lot of deep work, I also went to therapy and then after therapy, because therapy is good to help you kind of with the past, but now I'm like, okay, I need to move forward though. And so I had to Mm -hmm. kind of start building my own toolkit. And I was able to work with someone who was like an informal wellness coach to really help me. These are the practical tools and practical ways you can move out of this pit and get to where you're trying to get to, even if it's just step by step, right? Because I don't believe in these huge leaps. Like you just can't get from zero to 10, but you can get from zero to one and you can get from Mm -hmm. one to two. And that's what I really like to do with clients that work with me too, is helping them just step by step um, because we have a lot of different challenges that affect our well-being whether our mental well-being, physical, social, relational. Um, and so it's just about figuring out how can we move forward to support our well-being because otherwise, like, what's the point? We're just living for society or we're living for other people and, and we don't feel fulfilled in our own lives. And I wasn't going to have that anymore. Girl, okay, well, I did not think we were going to get there so quick in the conversation, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, sometimes I just dive right in, just straight into the deep end. <laughs> Get in there. No, honestly, I appreciate you for being just transparent right off the gate. Um, and I'm really excited to, to kind of get deeper into your story later into this conversation. But we're going to circle back a little bit because you talked a lot about, you know, like practical wellness, not not necessarily taking leaps, but taking small steps that then you can look back and be like, oh, look at how far I've come. Right. And you know, you also came into the space of being what you call a wellness disruptor. So can you quickly touch on why you like, what about the word disruption or that action kind of pulled you to this part of wellness? Yeah. And to be honest, disruptive wellness is something that has really kind of come out of me. It's not like if you look it up on on Google and stuff, it's not really out there, but this is my version and my way of thinking about wellness because when I was deciding, like, I know I want to get into wellness, I know I want to help people. And I was looking up different certification programs and I was not, nothing was aligning with my version of wellness. Everything was like kind of health coaching and organic this and gluten. And I'm like, that, that's not my ministry. That's not for me. Uh, not that I don't necessarily believe in it, but I'm like, that's not how I want to work with people. Like, I just, I just didn't feel like this was my contribution to the world. And um, 
I had a conversation with someone and she was like, oh, but what you're doing is, is very disruptive. And I was like, that's it. Because for me, disruptive wellness is all about pushing back on society's narratives and society's expectations of how you should live your life and even how you should support your well-being. If you look on social media, TikTok, YouTube, it doesn't matter. And you type in wellness, what you're going to see is a lot of yoga, a lot of Pilates, people are drinking green smoothies. That's great and dandy. But I'm telling you, if you have hit a rock bottom, yoga is not pulling you out of that. Green juice is not pulling you out of that. There is a very big part of wellness that has to do with our mindset. It has to do with how we value ourselves, how what our, our self-worth is. And a lot of this, um, a lot of what we're seeing about wellness, it's performative, right? Like it's performative. It's people showing, oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. And it's like, good for you. But where's your mind at? Mm-hmm. Are you still in a toxic relationship because you don't value yourself? Are you still depressed every day because, again, you haven't found things that fulfill you and you just feel like you're doing it for others? So disruptive wellness is like, well, what what is in alignment for me, for my values, for my goals? And maybe the things that I want for my well-being are, are different from the mainstream. And that's completely OK. And it's to encourage people to feel empowered to live out your life in a way that is going to be fulfilling and meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's perfect because literally what you just talked about, about, you know, rejecting and, you know, taking an inventory of, you know, if this is how I want to live my life and this does not match or look like what society is telling me to to sort of live like that is OK. Yes. So we're going to get to we're going to get to that part. But I want to ask you this question. So, you know, the podcast is called But What Do I Know? And this is sort of the 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 basis of these conversations is sort of helping our listeners go from, but what do I know to, okay, girl, I know a little something. So I want to know, you know, did you have any, but what do I know moments when you were going through, whether it was your personal story or starting to kind of get into this aspect of wellness where you're like, what do I know about this girl? Like, I'm still trying to make it through my own issues. Now I got to teach someone about this. Like, you know, how did you sort of navigate that? Oh, no, definitely. Because I think a lot of times, you know, people think that there is like this final, like final stage of well-being and like, okay, you've got mm. it all together. Now all the ducks are lined up. All my ducks are not lined up. We've got a good number of them that are lined and some are straight. They've gone rogue and we're trying to <laughs> pull them back in. So there were moments where I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm working with people and I'm telling people about this, but what do I know? Do I have it all together yet at this point? But you really have to push past that, honestly. And it's, it's very closely related to imposter syndrome because at the end of the day, I know that my story can help people because every time I share the story, people always come up to me and say that really helps me in some way or the other. And, and I have a lot of stories. So, um, I, and I believe stories connect people and bring people together. And I think all of us here on earth are qualified for some reason to be able to support each other. Like I really believe in the power of community And I really believe we're all here for a reason. So, you know, you have to kind of push back this, sorry, push past that feeling of insecurity, that feeling of doubt and really just move forward regardless, despite, because even if you just have something, it's still more than nothing. You still have something to give. And if you hold it back and say, well, I don't know, but what do I know? Then you're actually robbing other people of the, the knowledge of the experience of the lesson that you have gone through. Maybe you can save somebody from going through it, or maybe they're going through the exact same thing and they're just looking for support or looking even just to realize they are not alone in their circumstance. 
And you start to realize that the more you share, you like, just do it. Like, even if you're like, okay, but what do I know? And it, it doesn't all make sense. That's okay. That, that's okay. I think you should acknowledge that and then move forward, move forward nonetheless. Hmm. Okay. Wow. No, no, that's a, that's real. That's real. Recognizing <laughs> it, but pushing past it. Yeah. And I think that reminds me when people say like, you know, you know, God has given us talents. We all have unique qualities about us that we're meant to sort of use to bless others or to pour into others. So if you're holding it just to yourself, you're actually robbing people of what you could use to, you know, pour into them and bless them. So no, that's real. That is yeah. so real. Um, and I think, you know, from even what you were speaking about earlier of, you know, societal pressures and how performative wellness is, you know, to you, I want to sort of get your idea of like, how does wellness relate to this idea of like rejecting those performative standards and rejecting those societal norms of like, you know, because for people like us, like we've, and I'm saying like us because I'm also, <laughs> I'd say I'm a recovering perfectionist and a type A personality where I'm like, I like to plan ahead. I like, because it helps bring me ease, right? But uh -huh. it's like, when you're looking around and you're like, okay, nah, I really, maybe that wasn't for me. Maybe I thought I wanted this, but now I don't want it. So it's like, how does wellness sort of tie into rejecting these norms? And then like, even just in your mindset, like, yo, what do you do when you start to go through that? And you're like, I don't want this anymore. And your uh -huh. mind is just questioning and you start all that you thought you knew is kind of like just crumbling around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it really starts. So there's 12 elements of wellness and let's see if I can remember them all. So we have the um, external elements. So it's food, body, air, rest, water, and sun. And I think a lot of times when we think of wellness, we're thinking about that. Like, how do we move our bodies? What kind of food do we eat? Or like our nutrition, all of that. And then the internal layer, which is things that we just can't see is mindset, purpose, relationships, spirituality, careers, and finances. And so I think when we're thinking about wellness, we really have to look at these different areas and evaluate how do we feel in each one of these areas? How do we like just do a check in with yourself or an audit? And um, on my Instagram, I have, uh, if you click the link in bio, you can just download a free a wellness assessment. It's just there for you. And it's just layering, um, it just lists out all of these elements of wellness from one to 10. And you're just going to start by rating yourself. Like, how do I feel? Because sometimes we, we don't even take the time to, to check in with ourselves. We're just going, going, going. So you got to check in and say, not just how I'm feeling in life, but you got to get a little bit more specific. And then when you realize, okay, let's just say in my career, I'm at a three. Then the next question is, well, where do I want to be? If do I want to be at a 10 or, or am I okay with an eight? And that's up to you because it's, it's going to be different for each person. And then the most powerful part is to say, well, what does my end goal look like for me? And this is where that disruption comes in because some people might say, okay, financially, your end goal should be you're making six figures a year. You're, you're traveling all the time. You have a house, you have, right? There's all these specific things that kind of society praises. But what if that's not even in alignment for you? What if you don't want to be working full time? What if you want a part-time job because you really want to be able to spend your time volunteering and giving back to people because that is meaningful to you. If you go chase this 100,000, 150,000, whatever job and the home and the this and the that, and you get all of it, you're still going to be miserable because you, you rejected mm -hmm. what was meaningful to you and the calling that you had in your heart. So you've got to figure out what exactly do you want and then figure out a plan to get to where you want, not to where society wants. Like another example, and I always use it with food is because again, so many times 
society is telling you what to do. So, okay, you should have these many meals a day and it's supposed, yes, you need to eat. So don't get me wrong, but like it should be organic or it should be gluten-free or it should be raw. Like it, it changes all the time. No carbs, all carbs, no fat, no, you know. And it's like, you, you just chase all of these trends and you're not happy. And I, I remember even doing that food wise myself. I was like, okay, I want to lose weight. I'm going to do this diet. I remember stopping. Uh, it was an 80 day program. I remember stopping at like 65 days and I was so miserable. The thing traumatized me for years after because it just messed up my eating so much, my relationship with food and, mm-hmm. and, and how that reflects back onto you and in, uh, in your body and body insecurities and self-esteem. So we have to really be careful. Like, why was I chasing that person's idea of what an ideal body or ideal well-being? And it wasn't from a bad place. It, you know, the, per- the creator wasn't coming from a bad place, but she just kind of kept pushing this one specific narrative of how your, your well-being should be physically. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was like, oh, well, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Let me just get on this bandwagon. And I was absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable. And so now I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do what Mm -hmm. works for me. I'm not going to kill myself in the gym. If there's a day that I feel like I need rest, I'm going to take it. Whereas before I was like, oh no, it's a program. I can't miss a day because it's all, it's all in the calendar. If I miss a day, I'm not going to get to check it off, you know, and you just feel like all of this constraint. And I'm like, it's not even my calendar. I'm not the creator of this program. I'm following somebody else's ideas. So we have Mm -hmm. to just be more empowered to, to just make changes we can use guides, of course. Like, you know, I appreciate that she put together this program and, and now I'm doing it again, but in way more sustainable ways for me. So we just have to think like, what is going to align for ourselves and where are we tra- ourselves trying to even get to? Like, that's going to mm. that's gonna uh, feel fulfilling for us. Yeah, no, that's so real. That's real. When you said, why am I even feeling this constraint and why am I following someone else's calendar, girl? Because I've been there. And especially when you feel like you're on a roll and you're doing something and then something throws you off or it's not, you figure out that it's not sustainable to you. And now it's like, oh my God, okay, forget about it. I don't want to do this anymore. And then that can even create a bigger problem because then you slip back and then it gets hard. Like it's so tough when it comes to this wellness thing. And that's why I think the key word there was, you know, alignment and also sustainability for you because yeah, a lot and, of these and- things that were, that were being told, they're not sustainable for us. Yeah. And I would add, I think a really important part is to add grace because Mm. I think that you just have to realize we're not machines and we are Mm -hmm. not meant to go, 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 go. Like life really does happen to us. There are things that knock us off all the time. Sometimes you wake up with the best intention of this is how the day is going to go. I've already written out all my plans and my schedule, but we're not in control of life. And I think if we were to better give us understand like we are not in control of life and we can control our actions, but we just can't control the other things that are happening around us. And we are not in a world like in a silo, like things are going, external things are going to impact us and affect us. And so we have to just give ourselves grace of like, you know what? Today just was just not a good day. Everything went, it's okay. How do you reset? You need to have Mm. tools to when you have those lows, I have them too. My whole week last week was thrown off. How do you reset? And I remember saying, okay, you know what? Before I would have, I would have been like, I can't believe I missed these days. You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to have all the fast food now, or I'm going to do like the completely opposite. Right. But now I'm like, okay, Natalie, give yourself a day or give yourself a week. The week is off. It's fine. We're going to reset. 
And that's why I'm thankful for like having a seven day week because Sundays or Mondays, they can always be, they're just like a natural reset. And so you can do different tools. It's like, whether it's journaling, you like journal all of the nonsense that happened or everything that threw you off that you weren't happy with, just write it down because that's a form of release. Usually we like, Mm. we tense up and we keep it all to ourselves and we're just so angry about what's happening, but you have to release it. You just have to release it and let it go and just be like, and I think you should end it be like, it's okay. It's done. How do I move forward? And now you, you create a new plan of like, okay, I'm going to start by like just taking care of my own well-being. So I'm not even mm-hmm. going to worry about the goals. I'm just going to pour back into myself. That's why my, my, my podcast is called From a Full Cup. Because I just believe we can't pour from an empty cup. So how do we mm-hmm. refill our cups? How do we come back to joy? Joy is such an important word for me. How do we come back mm-hmm. to joy and peace? And then proceed forward now back to resetting our week. And we can use a journal. We can use meditations. We can use affirmations. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to kind of build your own toolkit of things that you can pull on when you just feel disoriented or dysregulated and you get thrown off. Right. Those are really good. And I know we've talked about like affirmations and bits on this podcast, and I definitely love them. I like to use them. I've been slacking a little bit, but I definitely okay. have a little app that like, you know, brings it up and I'll read uh-huh. it and it just helps to like ground you and like, for lack of a better word, just help you feel like you're the shit and that you can get through this chaotic world you know so (laughs) yeah you have you have to like play with your minds because at the end of the day the world is not easy so you have to be your own cheerleader and i think a lot of times this is what throws people off is because they want other people to cheer you on and unfortunately Mm. i just don't think that people are naturally supportive like i think people Mm. like society wise in general i think more people are actually selfish and are Mm -hmm are very much trying to compare themselves to you. So then they're going to be like, oh, let me bring you down so I can pull myself up. So that's why you've got to build that confidence in your own self. You've got to be like, okay. Like sometimes I'm like, I'll literally stand in front of the mirror and I'll just do like a a little uh, football huddle. I'll be like, okay, Natalie, jump up and down, pat the back, like, come on. And sometimes there's another uh, tool you can use that they say you stand in a super, super woman or Superman, but we'll say super woman pose, put your hands on your hip. And just stand like you are like Miss Marvel or whatever. And you tell yourself like, Natalie, you've got this. It doesn't matter what's happening. You're going to go. You're going to do your best. And your best is enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Your best is enough. Because sometimes we just feel like we're again, we get into that comparison thing or we sometimes we spiral. We're not where we want to be at in life. Uh, And that can really throw you off or you're being compared to someone. Or sometimes you're trying to focus on yourself and somebody else's. Your parents are comparing you to someone. Oh, but what about this person? And you're like, this is not helping me. This is not helping mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So again, you've got to ground yourself. You've got to anchor yourself. You've got to do that superwoman pose and remind yourself, listen, and an affirmation that I heard from, uh, I can't remember her last name, but her name is Courtney on Instagram. And she would always say, I'm not in a rush. Success meets me where I'm at. Okay. And I just use that all the time to just, again, like ground it. myself. I think it's very important that you have even just one or two go-to phrases that you can just say that are going to calm you down, help you realize that this is where I'm at right now and this is okay. And Mm -hmm. I can just, I do my best to move forward. Yeah. Wow. So we've kind of touched on it a little bit um, through our conversations and stuff, but these are some, some aspects of wellness that you focus your work on. And then, Uh and that are also sort of 
interesting to me. And I've always kind of heard these words flown around, but I, I want to know from your perspective, like what these mean and, and how these sort of like, I guess, play a role in our wellness journey. So the first is mastering your mindset. So you're, you hear this a lot about, you know, like self-mastery, mindset, the power of the mind, like there are phrases, there are books, there are podcasts on them. But I guess like, you know, what does it mean to you when someone says, okay, mastering the mind and understanding the power of the mind and all that? Yeah, you know, it's so, the mind is so powerful. And mm-hmm. so many things we are thinking uh, we don't have control over in life. And to an extent, we don't. But as I said earlier, we have control of ourselves. And it starts from the mind. And even as I say that, I know some listeners like, no, 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 like, I don't have control. Like, everything is kind of happening to me. But if we can get to a point where we can program our mind and get in touch with our mind to direct us and lead us where we want to go. It starts with having that vision, right? So that's a part of mindset is like, what do I even want out of life? Because if you don't know mm-hmm. what you want out of life, then you have no direction. You have nowhere to go. And you've got to get hyper-focused and hyper-specific, right? And then we learn about neuro-lingual uh, uh, programming, which is just about training your brain. And a lot of the things that we think in life, we actually learned as children. Like we just uh, were programmed a certain way. We observe things with our parents. We observe things in community. So we have ideas of how the world goes. And if it is against what our actual vision is for ourselves, what we have to start to do is program our minds to see differently. But it doesn't just happen like in one day. It's something every single day you have to get yourself to believe that another reality is possible. And if you start to believe it more and more each day, you will actually rewire the brain waves um, to travel a different path in your brain, and then you will eventually be able to achieve it. But if your thoughts are over here and your goal is over here, like they'll never, you'll, they'll never align. So people who never get what they want out of life, it's because they're thinking, they keep thinking negatively. They keep having self uh, talk, their inner critic, which is, we call it's like the little voice inside your brain. It's like that little devil back there is so strong that it doesn't matter any action you take, it's always going to be from this place of self, um, self-doubt and, and disbelief mm-hmm. in your own self. And so that's why it's so you got to gotta dig deep into your subconscious and really address that deep um, negative self-talk and reprogram it. That's why affirmations are so important. That's why scripting mm-hmm. is so important. That's why visualization is so important because you are trying to change the way that your brain thinks so that you could create new brain paths so that you can now start to change course and eventually start going in the direction that you want to. Because we think it's about willpower, but it's not about willpower. It's all about the thoughts that are deep within your head that you tell yourself. And it's about how you feel. So if you even say an affirm, like a lot of times people say, well, affirmations don't work for me. So if you say I am abundant and I'm successful and money flows to me every day, but your environment doesn't support that. Like you are mm. in a, a crux situation, like your, your physical environment doesn't support that. It's hard for you to believe this, right? It, it almost feels like you're telling a lie. So mm-hmm. what you need to do is start to embody as if you already are where you want to be. And then you say, okay, how can I make the situation I'm in feel more uplifting to me? How can I be grateful for the situation that I'm in right now? Like maybe mm-hmm. you're in a home that you don't like, but, but then reframe it and say, but I'm in a home where I'm safe or mm. I'm not on the street and somebody else has it worse for me. So I'm grateful. And that gratitude is a really big and important part of starting to change our thoughts and our feelings. 
And, and it doesn't come instantly. This is like work you have to do every single day, every single day. And if you miss a day or miss a day, it's fine. But it, it's a new way of living. It's a new way of being. And the more people you listen to that kind of think this same kind of way, it'll be easier and it will support you along your journey. But you have to understand it's a journey. Good. And the word that you mentioned, um, neurolingual? Neurolinguistic programming. Neurolinguistic programming. I'm going to look more into that because yes. I've heard a lot about, you know, like rewiring your brain and like affirmations are a good way to do that. But that was really good how you said, you know, if your thoughts are here and uh-huh. this is what you want and they never meet, they'll never yeah. meet. So they'll never meet. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really, really good. Um, the other thing I know that you sort of work work on and it's part of your your work, your teachings and stuff is and your coaching is, you know, this idea of your purpose, uh-huh. you know, working towards your purpose. So what does that mean to you? Like when someone's like, oh, this is what I've put on. I've been put on earth to do what this is my life purpose. Like, do you feel like we have one purpose and we're working towards that? Or do you feel like our purpose can change? Because I feel like it seems to be this destination that we're all like, I'm seeking a higher purpose. And, you know, and then it's like, do we get there? Do when you get there, what do you do? Like, do you chill on the beach? Do you relax? Is that when people retire? Like, uh-huh. what going? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, for me, like, I I feel for the longest while, I I kept hearing everybody else talking about this purpose driven life and do things out of purpose, and I was like, but what's my purpose? And I remember being distraught. Like, I remember like journaling and being like, I don't understand. Like, what is my purpose? What is my calling? Like, I felt like I was a good person and I was helpful. Like, you know what I mean? But I didn't feel like I could say like oh yes, I know my purpose. And I'm like, when is it coming? Like I'm looking for it, but I'm not, I wasn't finding it. And uh, it took several, several, several years. And funny enough, I think that me going through my very difficult uh, marital separation and then the mental health breakdown after that, me getting to a place where I could share the story and, and a part of the story that I didn't share uh, earlier was through my own wellness journey, uh, thankfully, uh, God was able to reconcile my marriage. So we were actually able to come back to each other, but that wasn't supposed to happen. You know, like it was, that marriage was done. So I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for that. But I think like, I think now I'm like, I think that this is my purpose. And sometimes the purpose is like something you're resisting. Cause like, I don't, I don't want to go share this story. Like it's not a fun story to share. I don't want people to know this, but sometimes it's the things within you that you just kind of feel are there. It's like knocking and tapping on you. But I, I don't personally think that we're always a, like, I think you come into an awareness of your purpose at a certain mm. point in life. And I truly believe that if you keep seeking it, it will find you at the right moment. So I don't think that everybody is just like activated to know the purpose in them from like, you know, the age of 12 or, or birth or whatever. I think that life is choreographed or orchestrated in such a way that you just kind of run into your purpose. And it mm. could be, it doesn't have to be like through a traumatic situation. It could be through, but it's going to be something that I, I really believe that your purpose is connected to something that you can help people with. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go on to do it professionally, right? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, but it's some way that you can make an impact. You can make a difference. And it doesn't mean it's going to be on a big stage or with a big platform on a podcast or, or with a microphone. The difference you might make is just like, could be with your family or with your friends. And I think we have to still really recognize and celebrate that because everybody has purpose within them, right? 
right? Like even if you're at home and you're working from home or maybe you're not working, it doesn't mean you don't have a purpose. Just think, I think like purpose seems so deep and it's just like, oh, like I have to have the purpose and come on. And like, okay, that, that is it for some people and that's great. But at the same time, uh, going back to what you were saying about gifts and talents, your purpose can just be using the gifts and talents that you have. How can you use them to help others? How can you mm-hmm. use them to serve? Um, I think if we lead from a heart of serving, like how can we give instead of like society's always like, oh, get, get, get more and more and more me, me, me. But if we think, how can we serve others? How can we help? Like maybe your gift is cooking and like you just love to cook and, and, th- and you like to feed people and that is your gift to the world and you feed your family. Like, and if you feel fulfilled in that and you feel like it's bringing other people help or joy or, or benefit, like then you keep doing what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? And I think you have to really be connected to your own intuition. If you feel like antsy, like if you feel like I'm just not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then you just got to keep searching, but not necessarily actively searching. Sometimes you just have to be open-minded. Like you just Mm -hmm. need to say, okay, universe or God or whatever you believe in. Like I'm open to to learning. I'm open to receiving. And I'm just going to start paying attention to the cues and clues that are around me. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we're just chasing and we direct, we want to direct so much of life. And I really believe in the idea of surrender and let something come to you. And that's Mm -hmm. a different way of thinking about it. But sometimes we're going to go chasing and we're, we're going so hard down this path that what we actually need or want is over here on a different side. But because we were so focused, we were hustling, we were grinding this way, we're completely missing what is actually for us. But if we would just surrender and maybe just take a pause and be like, I'm just going to sit right here. I'm going to stand. I'm going to keep doing the things that I normally do. And I'm going to be open mm-hmm. to what's coming to you. All of a sudden, your path will just change to meet up with the different things that um, can be can be your purpose. And as, I don't think we have one necessarily specific purpose. I, I really mm-hmm. just think it's a way of operating in life that you are continuing to serve and, and help others. That is me. <laughs> she is me, me like, like what you just said about um you know we don't necessarily have to actively chase it because i think at a point i was and i was like okay this is gonna tire me out this uh-huh. is not sustainable i don't know if it's something that i can do like i still need to also live my life i still need money you know yep. but i think now i'm at a place where you know what i'm gonna do what i'm doing right now and i'm gonna yes. take small steps but i'm still gonna be active and open uh-huh. and think about it reflect on it pray about it and then gradually I'm seeing things kind of shift and things are gradually coming to me, but I've kind of just, I just understand that I think what I'm in for is more of a long-term blessing or goal or vision or whatever. For me personally, like I know some people wake up and they've found purpose or success or whatever it is, but I think, I think God has just told me, you know, it's going to be long-term for you, Chid, like just keep (laughs) at it. So I've come to that understanding, but I think what you just said is exactly what I have sort of come to understand and that I'm practicing right now. So yeah, yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah, and if it takes time, it takes time. Like, you, it's, like mm-hmm. it's like a good soup. You can't just rush a good soup. You got to let it sit. No. You got to let it marinate. Take but, it. Exactly. And like, you know, sometimes you feel bad. Like, you're like, oh, but I think I should already, the soup should already be done. And it's like, but you don't that's know. It. This is a special soup mm-hmm. that just takes longer, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, so just hang in there. Keep doing what you're doing and just trust. You have to just trust that God will bring you, the universe will bring you, whoever is, or even you bring yourself to the right 
destination yeah. or place. And it's not a final destination, but just along the way, you start to collect things and you start to see mm-hmm. things more and more and more. But we always are just rushing. We want the final reveal. And the final reveal mm-hmm. might be when you die, honestly. Like I don't, because it's a journey. Like, I, so I don't think that we get to a final reveal where we have, we're, we're all knowing all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. we are always learning. We're always growing. We're always improving. So if we yep. keep thinking and limiting ourselves to a final destination, it's because we think we're in control, but, but we're really not like we have to, we can be in control of our actions, but we are, we did not create this world. We, we are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you just have to, that's why trusting in a higher power of some sort, it can be really freeing because again, that's how you surrender and realize I don't have to have it all figured out. I can't yeah. have it all figured out. But I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep doing what I think is the right thing. And I'm going to trust that if I'm going the wrong step, if I'm making the wrong direction, I'll get course corrected. Exactly. And then I'll continue exactly. on my way. Exactly. Whew, girl, <laughs> enough gems have been dropped. I feel like this isn't a sermon of, of itself. Like this has been just <laughs> such a whole wholesome conversation so far. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And same. it's come to the part where, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into your business, girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> And, um, you know, you talked a little bit about it earlier, about your personal journey and your story. And I just think that, firstly, I love that the story ended with reconciliation. Like, I think that that's just so beautiful because it doesn't happen for everybody, but it's amazing. It's beautiful when that does happen and people are sort of given, like, the grace is just compounded and you're able to come back and really just look back and be like, wow, like, we we made it, you know? Uh And I think it's also just right now, especially with millennials and Gen Z, I think when it comes to relationships when with wellness, I don't think people are, how do I say this? I don't think, like, I think we understand wellness when it comes to ourselves, our bodies, our food. But when it comes to relationships, I don't think that we understand what wellness looks like when we're in relationship with someone else. Uh-huh. And so that's why I'm really particularly, like when you said that, you know, this might be a story that helps to reach other people. I completely agree. Because I think right now, even the way that we get into relationships and stuff, it's a lot of it is very selfish. It's for what yeah. I can get, 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 right? But, you know, if I also understand that, you know, when you're in a situation, whether it be a job, a friendship, or a romantic relationship, and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried, it may be time to leave. So yeah. my question to you, girl, is how do you know if you've tried enough? Because I think right now, a lot of us are running on this, like, I leave situations that don't fulfill me anymore. And it's become like Instagram captions, like leave what doesn't serve you, leave him, boo, like, girl, (laughs) if you don't leave. (laughs) But then it's like, how do you know? How do you know if you're actually supposed to be leaving, if you should stay, whether it's, you know, friendship, job, relationship, you know? Yeah. This is such a good question. I'm going to, I'm going to separate it and answer. Yes. uh, I'm going to divide it. So the first part about how do you know if you've tried hard enough? The first thing is about your intuition. You've really got to, listen to that inner voice. We all have that inner voice within us and Mm -hmm. we're more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And I think you really need to sit with yourself and and don't make rush decisions. Cause I think some people just rushing and cutting off people here, there, and they are not pushing past resistance. Like people are giving up and they are thinking, Oh, well I'm, I'm walking away from this because it doesn't serve me. No, you're walking away because you gave up. Like you decided it wasn't worth the effort. It wasn't worth the time. So I'm just, I'm just ending it. And there is something we need to know about persistence and persevering when, when it is not working in your favor. Like with my situation, it it was a literal hell and I can't get into all the details, but it was a literal hell. But I kept persevering for, for, for a good amount of time because I wanted to know that I gave it my all. 
I want you to know I gave it my absolute best shot. And a lot of people are just dip. They're just dipping like, and I'm like, my friend, have you even tried though? Like, like, like friend, we, we have to put in a little work. We gotta, we gotta be comfortable with resistance. We've got to be comfortable with not instant gratification or seeing an instant change. Like that is not how life is. I'm also a teacher. And I also, I always tell my students this and I'm like, guys, like we can't just give up. And it, 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 even on a practical level, that's why coding is really good because you just have to keep trying different ways to solve a problem and there will eventually be a solution. And I was not a coder, but I, I am learning. I'm still not a coder, but, but from the students I am learning, it's, it, but it's just the, how do you build the mental strength to keep trying to come at it from a different way? So I think that that's really important. And I think you need to figure out like, okay, how do I feel in a situation, whether I'm at a job and if I'm at this job and I'm not enjoying it there, like what is going on? What is happening? Um, if I'm in a relationship, do I feel good in this relationship? Do I feel disrespected? Do I feel unsafe? Right? Because if, if you do, then these, these are powerful, um, signals to you of like, okay, this is, this is not good. This is not even in alignment for me. And also, you know, you just want to know though, that you've done everything that you could. Like if you, if this situation never gets restored, if you, if you never get promoted in the job or you, whatever, will I feel like, you know what? I, I did everything I thought was best. I gave it my all and now I can rest. You just got to get to that point of you, of you really gave it um, your best shot. And so something and when we leave situations sometimes we don't need to close the door all the way like sometimes we're like oh we're just going to cut off people here people there we've got to remember this is a relational world that we're in and sometimes you're cutting off a person or you're cutting off a job and you're not thinking about your integrity or you're not thinking about how things can reflect back on you 10 years later when you now have to come back and work with this person or you now end up this person's now in your family or whatever so i think how can you exit a situation gracefully? How can you exit with your head held high and you be confident and not burning bridges or just not leaving in messy ways? And I think this is about character. This is, this is just about who are you as a person and what kind of character do you, do you have for yourself? And, um, you know, and so you can reduce the level of access to someone. So you can say, you know what, we can no longer be in a relationship because this is not healthy for me. I don't feel good. I don't feel appreciated. And this is not in alignment. I don't, I can't be in this friendship anymore because I don't feel good. I, I, you know, I, I just, I feel like we're going to different paths, but there's a way to do it and a way to not do it. Sometimes you just ghost people like forever. And that's not the way to do it. Because again, coming back to your character, coming back to your integrity, just walk out with grace. You can leave an explanation. It doesn't even have to be a conversation. You can just write an email and say, listen, this is where it's at. And it depends on how close you were to the person. If it's just someone you met the other day, I mean, are they really owed an explanation? Probably not. But if this is mm -hmm. like, you've been best friends with this person for years and years, and you just realize we're at a point, it's okay. If you feel like you really do need to make that choice to walk away, I do with grace, just have the conversation and say, listen, for the time we had together, I appreciated it for the time we were in this relationship, whatever. But I, for myself, need to go a separate way. I wish you well and exit stage left, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And you can reduce levels of access. Some people, maybe you don't need to cut them off completely, especially in friendships, but maybe you're just gonna, there's gonna be some more distance. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you come back to each other at a later part in life. But if you've just walked away and ended and burned the bridge, you won't get that opportunity to, to come back to them. And, and so it depends on how 
how much did that relationship mean to you at, at some point in time? And is it worth salvaging in some way? Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're going to be walking away from these situations, then you need to think, is this going to, how's it, how is it going to feel for me? Is this going to make me feel confident or feel better to get out of this situation and give up, op- give opportunities for redemption. I can think a lot of people just walk away and they're like, oh, this person's not serving me. Well, have you been serving them? Like, what have mm-hmm. you done? Like, how, what have you done to contribute? You know, cause again, people come from this selfish way. Oh, I don't feel like that person's there for me. Did you call them? Did you check on them? Do you know what's happening in their lives? Is there a reason why they, they aren't connecting with you right now? Is there a reason why they're acting out in the relationship? Has something happened in their personal life? Like, have you even touched base? Or are you just all in your feelings? I'm like, oh, well, I don't feel. I don't feel. You know, again, you, you got to serve too. It goes both ways. It goes both mm-hmm. ways, right? And if, and if you've had that conversation and you've given an opportunity for either reconciliation or improvement or redemption or whatever, and it's still not working out, then you just need to create an exit plan. And like plan first, because especially whether it's a job and you're leaving the job, like this whole like, boom, I'm done, walk out. Okay, but it's not always wise because bills still have to pay. You still need a reference letter. You don't know if that person is going to move to the new company or you just never know. Right. So again, mm. how can you walk out with your head held high as best as possible? Because you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. Right. So and right. say, you know what? This is thank you. Thank you for the time here. Even if you're not happy, you can just still exit with your head held high. And pl- plan your exit and say, OK, I'm going to submit my two weeks notice. But I already have another job lined up because some people are like, I can't stand anymore. They just quit. And then you have no money because you have no job. It's going to take you way longer to get the new job than you thought, right? And now you're even more miserable. So you have to be smart about certain things. And a lot of times we just want to act quickly. We just want to make quick decisions. But something you got to slow down and you've got to really be like, okay, let me, let me build my exit. Let me, let me figure out things. Let me try to unwind this, try to what, depending on what the situation is, um, so that you know, okay, I took this time. Especially when it's like a friendship or a relationship. Like you sometimes you, yeah. you just need to unwind things. Sometimes you gotta unwind bank accounts or you gotta unwind like you have mutual friends and then you're like, How does this affect the group? Because let me tell you, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it it does. And I think, so you, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, girl, but I think the part where you talked about unwinding bank accounts, because that for me, that's the uh, scary part is when our money is linked. Oh, uh, it happened. <laughs> it happened to me. That's why I can tell you. And the phones, the cell phone, oh, it was a mess. Yeah, or like, you know payments are coming into both of our accounts and now we got a link or even just like i think for me god is working on my pride but i think i've admitted i understand that i will not win at everything and that some things are failure but i feel like especially if it's a long-term relationship that you've like worked hard at and you've been nurturing yo the embarrassment to walk out of there and go back to my mama's house is like can you just, can you work with me here? Let's make this work. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, and I I like that you mentioned, you know, like I'm never an advocate for women staying in situations where they're feeling like, you know, like you mentioned disrespected or they don't feel safe or, Uh you know, feels like struggle love, especially for black women. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, don't do it. But if it's a thin where it's just we're not seeing eye to eye or, you know, in your case, you know, the busyness of life has overtaken someone's, um, someone's character or someone's schedule and, you know, we're just not having time for each other. I feel like that is something that can be discussed and worked out versus when it's a character issue and you're just, it just is, it's not in alignment. 
the character is horrible. You're being disrespected. You're not safe. Then, then please run. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and also yeah. be aware you should not have been in the situation in the first place. Like some people are that salvaging part. these relationships and I'm like, why? Like it didn't even start. Like, character is so important. This person mm-hmm. wasn't of good character in the beginning. So now at the end, like you're trying, you're hoping why, like they showed you who they were from the beginning. Sometimes mm-hmm. things happen in people's lives where their character shifts and, and people are met with something. And so that's different because they started off. Right. So think about like the people around you, your loved ones, your family, like what do they feel? How do they feel about these people in your lives? Like, do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you're in it and you just want this to work out. And so you're not really paying attention, especially if, especially if it's like a romantic relationship, you're just in love. You just keep it going, but, or you really want it to work out. And the people around you are like, but sis, like, no, no, this is not, you're not being treated well. He's not doing the right thing, whatever. So it's really good to just also check in with the people around you, your loved one, because sometimes they can mm-hmm. offer other insights or, or even a third part, third party, like a coach or a therapist or something else, someone else who has, is completely subjective and has, you know what I mean? They're unbiased and they can just say, well, based off what you're saying, it seems like this or oh, it doesn't seem like this. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's just getting that second opinion can help too. Yeah. Well, girl, thank you so much for all that you have shared. I appreciate you coming on this episode and, and talking about this. I'm going to be editing this, listening to this back like mm, a gem, another one and another one and <laughs> another too. one. DJ Khaled. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but I just appreciate you. And, you know, I want to give you the floor here. You shared some tips to, you know, help people with their exit plan and, you know, leaving with their head held high as you stressed. But if there anything else, if there's anything else that you want to add, you know, you have the floor to do so and then we'll switch segments a little bit. Yeah, I would just say I really want people to focus on their self-care because mm-hmm. a lot of times if you do get to a place of strength that you can walk away and it does take strength. Like it, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but if you get to a point of strength where you just walk away or decide this is no longer working for me, um, it's no longer in alignment with what I want for myself. You you have to take care of your own well-being. And uh, so practicing self-care and doing things, again, to fill your cup. So to bring in joy, because otherwise what happens, you just kind of end up in like a depression or you're kind of sad and you're you're grieving. And that might be a part of it. Like even ending a friendship can be very um, morning, a morning period and stuff like that. So you have to take care of your your own needs whether you're listening to music, whether you're hanging out with friends that do feel inspiring to you, or you have to make new friends because you've had to walk away from a group that was not, you know what I mean? So just finding ways, though, how can you feel joy? How can you feel peace? Um, And just how can you feel, continuously feel supported in the decision that you're making so that you don't run back? Because that's what we don't want. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to make this decision, start going the path. And then you run back. So get a support system around you. Take care of your own needs. Check in with yourself. It's okay if it's emotional for you or whatever, but just do the things mm-hmm. that you can to support yourself as you make those kinds of choices and transitions. Yeah, that's real. Having a support system because it's uh, it's such a brave step to, to step out and to leave. But then sometimes it's like, you know, when you leave, but you're still looking back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and we got it, but that comes down a lot to self worth too. And if yeah. you deem yourself worthy, you will just you will just keep walking the right direction. So it, mm. like everybody who's listening on this, you are worthy, and mm-hmm. 
you are deserving of love and you are deserving of safety and you're deserving of all good things. And if there is something in your head that tells you like, no, you've got to fight that and you've got to overcome that because I'm telling you that you are worthy, but you've got to believe it for yourself. That's real. That's real. Okay. Natalie, thank you so much for those tips. I can't wait for people to hear this episode. Like this is just a very jam packed episode. I'm excited to put it out. Thank you so much for being on. Um, you know, you before I let you go. Yes, always. Like, I feel like this is going to be one of many conversations because there's so it. many things that we can dig deeper into from this perspective. But um, yes, you know, before I let you go, we're going to switch segments a little bit. You know, this is the But What Do I Know podcast. So we're going to uh-huh. end off uh, on a light note, having some fun with our guests. So Natalie, I'm going to ask you four questions. And without thinking too hard, I just want to know the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. I've been nervous about this so, part the whole time. So, okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so the first one is, I want to know your favorite beverage that you're currently enjoying. This can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. What are you currently enjoying Ooh, right now? bubble tea. Ooh, a specific flavor or like? I mean, all of them, but like in this yeah. moment, the mango diamond slush bubble tea with tapioca. Ooh. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, that's a good one. Especially for the summer? That's yes. a good one. Um... Okay, what type of traveler are you? Are you a minimalist or are you a I might need that one item later type of packer? Listen, borderline <laughs> overweight, please. I can just take some things out the bag. Like I'll put on Girl, I'll put I'm on some of the that. clothes, but please don't charge me the overweight. But my suitcase is always full. It's to the max. They yeah, always have to put too. a sticker that says heavy on my suitcase. <laughs> yeah. No way. It's, yeah, that's me, yo. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, if you had to choose between Press and pause, press and rewind, or hitting the fast forward button on your life. Which one are we doing right now? Oh, ah, um, I think we're trying to hit fast forward. We just yes. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm trying to see what it's like in 1015. Like right. obviously I can I can wait. I'm enjoying the journey and all that. But if we could hit fast forward, I want to see what, you know, I want to see what that what's going on there. Um, okay, final question. Heels or sneakers and why? Oh, sneakers. Or, or to yeah. be honest, like, I mean, I only have two options, so heels or sneakers, but really in my heart, I'm a sandals person. Because okay, why okay, am okay. I hurting my feet, though? Like, just, no, there's just no need. Just, yeah. So, <laughs> so sneakers. Real? And I need to be able to move freely and comfortably, and heels is never a part of that situation. Yes. No, no, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, girl, those are all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Before I let you go, you know, just go ahead and share your socials, your podcast, how people can listen and connect with you and your work. Yeah, so I, uh, my podcast is from a full cup. It's available everywhere. So go subscribe Um, on social media. You can find me at Natalie Mullen. I'm on, I'm only on Instagram because that's enough for me. And, uh, And I'm on LinkedIn under Natalie Mullen as well. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so much for being on this episode again, Natalie. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So with that, we are at the end of our episode. Thank you all for tuning in to my conversation with Natalie as we talked, you know, all things wellness to our mindset, to finding our purpose, to 
you know, knowing when it is the right time to step away from certain situations. You know, I hope you all enjoyed it. Feel free to share it with someone, you know, you know, needs to hear this content or will enjoy it. As always, you know, be connected on our podcast page at BWDIK Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can also connect with Natalie on her Instagram page at Natalie Mullen, which I will share in the episode description. You know, as always, drink your water, enjoy the rest of summer, have a good time, you know, enjoy, go out to all the events, network, connect, (laughs) and I will see y'all, you know, fresh and rested in September. Take care. Bye.